All right, everyone. We did this a little differently this week, and we're recording this part after doing the entire show. And we just want to warn everyone, this isn't the greatest episode of Ian Hates Music. Obviously, Jackson, we're deadpooling this for everybody. Do you want to say something? Oh, no. I thought you were just taking it away. See? Everyone, that's exactly the kind of issues that we have on today's show. So we had. It's rough. I can't see you. I, can, I mean, it's just. It's what, rough. Jackson? Are you talking? I can't tell. Oh, you were. <laughs> what? What? Huh? Yes, people. Those are the issues that come up. You can actually tell the points where we had to switch out everything that we were doing to restart multiple, multiple times. So. Please do not judge us by this episode. It's a long episode. We do get through everything. It's just not the normal standard that you've come to expect from Ian Hates Music. And we definitely wanted to do the show. Obviously, we didn't want to skip a week because we're also going to see So What in Dallas, Texas this weekend. And we do talk about that a little bit. So get ready. We just wanted to give you fair warning so you didn't think we were just like, oh, that episode was amazing. <laughs> we just want to let you know <laughs> that sometimes technology does not want to work with you. And no matter how amazing things are with that, sometimes you still get fucked. And that's exactly what happened. So hopefully you'll find some stuff in this episode you enjoy. And we'll be back next week to talk all the so what happenings and everything else going on in the scene. Because Jackson, what are we? We're, we're the scene. Perfect timing, Jackson. Thank you, thank you. All right, let's start the show. And welcome, everyone, to a brand new episode of Ian Hates Music. My name is Ian. And welcome everyone to a brand new episode of Ian Hates Music. My name is Ian. And I'm And welcome everyone to a brand new episode of Ian Hates Music. My name is Ian. And I'm Jackson. Hey Jackson, maybe the internet might be working now. Maybe, but I wouldn't count on it yet. And you're a little under the weather today, right? That is correct, sir. Thank you for caring. No, no, I didn't say that. I was just pointing it out to the audience. <laughs> How dare I assume that you give a shit about me? That's not true, man. I'm traveling across the country to see you. To see me? No, it's more about Thank the concert. <laughs> exactly. I just happened to be in the area of the concert. I thought that would make your day, though. You had me going for a second, but then I remembered, oh, shit, I'm talking to Ian. I am a great actor. It's very true. Uh, okay. <laughs> we'll, 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 we'll go with that one. Well, on that note, Jackson, we should probably once again let everyone know because we're obviously recording this earlier, but by the time people listen to this, if they listen on time or a day after or so, we are going to be both in Dallas slash Grand Prairie, Texas, and we will be at the 10th anniversary of So What Music Festival. All three days. All three motherfucking days. It's going to be so sick. Every single day, Ian and Jackson. Two peas in a pod, baby. <laughs> Six foot five and five five. Yeah, it's going to be perfect. <laughs> I'm going to look like your bodyguard most of the time. 
Exactly. If we take a picture together, it's going to show, like, your neck, and then it's going to show, like, my body. Pretty much. <laughs> but so anyone who is hearing this and you have the ability, hopefully you're joining us at So What? Because obviously Jackson and I are going to be getting drinks. We're going to be hanging out with bands. We're going to be watching shows. So you should just come join us. Yeah. It would be an honor to meet some fans. Of course. Jackson just had a little bit of a robot voice, but maybe if we keep going, it'll be okay. I'm sorry. Shit happens, man. But I'm look, going for the auto-tune, abandon all ships kind of vibes. Let's hope not lyrically. <laughs> yeah, let's hope. But anyways, we do want to mention that if you're listening to this on Friday and you happen to be in the, let's just say Texas area. How about that? Yep. You should come to the We Are Triumphant Showcase that's going to be at the Curtain Club in downtown Dallas. We are going to be seeing O Weatherly, Beneath the Waves, Light the Fire, Friends of the Show, Ascent Like Wolves, Gatekeeper, Keeping Secrets, Misfortune, and Outline in Color. Hell yeah. It's going to be such a good show. It really is. I'm very much looking forward to that. And then on Saturday and Sunday, we're going to be splitting our time between a ton of bands ranging from Mayday Parade, Attila, After the Burial, Envy on the Coast, Escape the Fate, Forever the Sickest Kids, Icy Stars, Canoogle Pook. (laughs) Once again, Misfortune, Rookie of the Year, The Browning, Whitney Payton, The Story So Far, Dance Gavin Dance, Four Years Strong, Every Time I Die, Norma Jean, Turnstile, Capsize, Backwards, Era, and the list just goes on and on. We're going to be hopefully talking to some great bands and then just enjoying the show in general. So once again, hopefully you guys can make it out. If not, we will be obviously reviewing the entire event and hopefully we'll have some things that we can play on the show in the weeks to come. I can super forward to it. Should be a damn fucking good time. Plus, I get to go back to Texas. So it's a win-win for me. Yep. So Friday, I will be out there in Dallas And then we will take it from there. So looking forward to it. Hopefully everyone's going to enjoy listening to all of our hijinks and shenanigans in future episodes. I'm sure they will. They have to. (laughs) They have to. All you haters out there, you have to. Thank you. All right, Jackson. You're under the weather. We've got tons of stuff to go over. I've got to prep and pack for so what. So how about we get this son of a bitch started? Let's do it. news time and it looks like we are going to continue with the saga that is eddie from suicide silence going after cj from thy art is murder jackson i don't even know why we give this any time it's getting so annoying already is it not it really is because cj has done nothing wrong nope it's just eddie running his mouth over and over again it just seems to have intensified since those first week sales came back. So <laughs> he has to take it out on someone, I guess. Yeah. And like, I don't want to push that artist murder to the side, but like, I hate Suicide Silence just came out with a horrible album. And then now they're a horrible image. You know what I mean? I guess the whole thing, I had no idea about this. But I guess after Eddie's first comments about CJ, Thy Art is Murder went ahead and made a hat. 
that was similar to the Trump hats that were going around that said something like, make Deathcore great again. And now Eddie's calling them sellouts for doing that by saying like, hey, we're a huge band and we mentioned your name and now you jumped on the chance to make money out of it, basically. I'm paraphrasing. It's so stupid. I mean, I don't like the idea of the hat, but why is all this sudden backlash that Eddie has at Die Art Murder and CJ just out of nowhere? Just because for them, he's like, All right, guys, you might have noticed that there was a little bit way too much robotics going on on Jackson's side of things using Skype. So we have switched over and now it's going to be like an Ian Hates Music Conversation Edition because joining me on the phone right now is Jackson. Hey, what's up, guys? New EP coming out next summer. What's good? So like this coming summer? Yeah, we'll go with that. So yeah, there might be a little difference in the volumes of our voices because that's just the way it is i don't have as much control when it comes to that stuff so hopefully everything turns out well but let's get back to the suicide silence thy art is murder grudge match i guess where only one side seems to really be doing anything yeah i mean obviously this is for attention but i don't see anyone hearing or reading this interview and then going, oh shit, I didn't know there was a new Suicide Silence album. I should go check it out. Yeah, I mean, he's just picking shit for no reason. And like, what is his deal with Thy Art is Murder and CJ and stuff? It's like, out of nowhere. I, I don't know what's, what's his deal. It's, it's like, he's making such a bad image for him and the band. Plus, they released a horrible album. Like, all this stuff is stacking up to where... If this continues, people are just going to hate Suicide Silence. No, it's very true. I'm just going to read a couple of things from him because it's just absolutely ridiculous. He goes, you know, nothing else is selling, so I quit the band to begin with. There's no money in it, so let me write this long-ass fucking expose about how <laughs> band members don't make any money, then later come right back and basically say, I'm not a sellout. So I remember us talking about this when CJ came back. So that is yep. probably his only correct shot at CJ and Thy Art is Murder. Yeah, pretty much. And then he goes on to say, and at the end of the day, that is a sellout. A person who is looking for money and a person who talks about money and focuses on money when they're making music is a complete sellout. I would say that straight to his face and I would say that to any band member in this genre that isn't challenging anybody. I mean, that's fine, whatever, if he thinks like that. I just don't see the reason of him picking a fight out of nowhere. Like, what does he think he's doing by saying all this? You know what I mean? Yeah, I really don't. He just must be pissed off that the record did so poorly. Yeah, and people are excited for the artist murders new stuff. Yeah, that's also true. I mean, let's end this little bit with just an extra thing here. He said, if we would have written that record we wouldn't even be talked about. I could have mentioned fucking Pantera and it would have fallen on deaf ears. That fact is we did something huge and now I can say something like, Thy Art is Murder and it gets talked about a month later. When you make waves, people want to try to surf. <laughs> <laughs> now he's a fucking zen artist or something? I don't know. Who does he think he is, man? I love 
that he said he made a huge album. A nine-song horrible album. But it's huge, man. Jackson, it's huge. It's so it huge. <laughs> it's so huge that the wave that Thy Art Is Murder is surfing on right now is the same wave that we're now surfing on. Because obviously we're giving this attention. So, you know what, man? Surf's up, right? Ian, that is a big-ass wave. I mean, are you reading it right? Because, like, this sounds huge. It's a wave of fucking garbage juice that's just going... (laughs) (laughs) It's everyone who bought the new Suicide Silence album physically and just threw it in the trash. And now it's made an island of shittiness. And now that island has displaced the water that is now creating a wave of garbage. Holy shit, Ian. That is an image right there. <laughs> I like to paint a picture, Jackson. I like to paint a picture. That was a good one. <laughs> Thank you, sir. It's so fucking stupid. Just go make better music. You know that when the new Thy Art is Murder album comes out, they're going to get a ton of press from this. Oh, 100%. And you know they're even going to compare first week sales like... First thing, like th- this is going to be big when the new The Artist Murder album comes out. And, you know, the whole comparison, which honestly, this shouldn't even be compared, but this is something that Eddie brings upon himself and the band. Well, here's the deal, man. Maybe once again, maybe this is a whole publicity stunt. Maybe Eddie and CJ are actually friends, and CJ's like, hey, you know, your album didn't do that well. We tried this, but how about you give this negative attention to the new album we're making? And then maybe it'll do really well. And then we have this whole like makeup touring situation or something. <laughs> oh, God. That, I mean, it's just such a mess. It, it, it's really childish is what it is. Oh, of course. I mean, long story short. And, and not from Jay's side. It's just a mess. Well, man, I think we gave it enough attention. I say we just move on. <laughs> I think we gave it too much attention, honestly. Well, who knows? Maybe... You know, being in quote unquote deathcore bands and everything, maybe if they really do see each other, it'll come to blows or something. Who knows? Hey, I, I wouldn't mind seeing that. Fuck it. You got to teach someone a lesson. It's just the way it is. Yep. And like you say all the time in the show, you sometimes someone just needs a good swift punch to the mouth. Ironic Trump hat is not going to work all the time. <laughs> not this time. Not this time, hombre. All right, fuck this story. <laughs> yeah, we're done. All right, let's move on to the next one. By the time everyone listens to this, the official Warp Tour lineup will be out for 2017 and tickets will be on sale. So hopefully you got yours. Hopefully you like the band lineup. Now, Jackson, let's not go over the entire leaked list that they have. I saw it and I thought it looked amazing. So the question will be, was that leak for real or were they just kind of you know putting all the good bands on it? Well, I'm going to start off by saying that I didn't get to see the full list. I only saw about three or four bands on it. Oh, right. Second of all, I remember this happened last year, and the list was verbatim. So I'm almost 100% sure that this is the case this year again. Which makes total sense. I mean, it really does because you've got to think. It's an entire summer, so big bands have to plan for that kind of thing. So they have to know... Yeah. You know what? Six months in advance, probably somewhere around there. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it, I don't, and especially since this um, got announced, what like today or the day before today? You know, it's announced Wednesday because I know this. <laughs> everyone's gonna hear this Thursday. So yeah. I'm like trying to do some like day math in my head right it's now. It's time travel. But I mean, this. Yeah. <laughs> I'm doing a uh, parallel universes here. Um, mm-hmm. 
but yeah, people will know the schedule exactly. I mean, the lineup exactly when this episode comes out. But for us, we're seeing this fake list like the day before. Right. So it's not like this is a leaked list months ago where it's like, oh, well, there's no impossible way that they could have that information already. But this isn't that far off. So I'm sure it's correct, honestly. And I haven't seen the list yet. And I'm really excited to hear about it. Yeah, there's some really, really good bands on that list. So, you know, hopefully it's not fake, actually. The one that I saw, I hope it's not. But we will obviously be talking about that next week when we come back from So What, because we will definitely each be going to our own dates for sure. 100%. And then that'll mark, that'll be the first episode that I was ever on, was a Ian Hates Warped Tour edition. That's right. Oh, man. I'm thinking about that. I'm sure you have been. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what that means. I don't know. Look, you're, I trying want... to, you're trying to make fun of me here, and I don't like it. Uh, well, it's not trying. It's certainly not trying. Oh. I do it pretty damn well. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I hope people understand. I hope this isn't the first episode that someone has listened to because this is really weird. We don't normally do this on the phone. Yeah. And obviously, we don't script this either. So it's a little bit more difficult to get everything to flow the same way we normally would have it. I hope people bear with us a little bit. Oh, I'm sure we have very understanding fans. Yeah, that's what I call people in the scene. Very understanding. <laughs> <laughs> okay, never mind. Fine. You, you, you nudge me in the right way. So look, we will definitely be talking about more Warp Tour stuff as the week goes on, at least. And then obviously there's going to be way more stories as possibly a couple more bands get announced. You know, they have special things that they like to announce and go with. So obviously we'll be talking about those in the future. Yep. 100%. Leave it to Ian Hates. Moving on, we have a story that we actually kind of talked about, I don't know, what was it, maybe four or five months ago, maybe even longer, but the band Nine Shrines has finally announced that they're signing to Mascot Label Group, and their new EP titled Misery will be released on April 21st. Now, when we originally talked about Nine Shrines, they were going to be releasing an EP, like I said, I think it's like five or six months ago, somewhere around there. And then like the day or so before they pulled it because I guess they were working on trying to get a new label because they were going to do self-release for that. And now it looks like they did find the label they were looking for. And this is good news. Um, I personally haven't heard of this label, but it's good to see that Nine Shrines now gets to release their EP and you know get to a label and we'll have that EP pretty soon. And it's exciting. We had talked about one of the tracks before, and I forget the name of it now because it's been such a long time. But Oh, yeah, me too. It was good, though. And for people that don't know, the band actually contains members from Attack Attack as well as Life on Repeat and then a few other bands as well. So that's pretty cool because I was a huge fan of Life on Repeat. Obviously, Attack Attack, we've talked about a lot on the show. You know, I've had Johnny Frank on the show before as well. We're fans of them, you know, back in the day. So I think this is a good combination of people. I'm looking forward to seeing what they're doing. Yeah, I'm really excited for this new EP. I'm sure it's going to be a killer EP and one of the highlights of April. And there's a lot of stuff coming up in April, so it better be. Yep. <laughs> Next up, we've got Jag or Michael Jag Jagman has now, <laughs> I don't know, it's either got kicked out or left a Skylet Drive. And depends there's, who you ask. Yeah, it depends who you ask. Because if you ask Jag, he's saying something different than what Nick the guitarist is saying. Really, here's the deal, man. I don't know about you. 
I fell way off of a Skylit Drive after their first album. So after Wires and the concept of breathing, I was pretty much done. Yeah, same here. The only song that I ever enjoyed after that, oh my gosh, what's it called? Something California, I believe it was called. I don't even remember. Yeah, well, I mean, it's irrelevant, honestly. <laughs> but yeah, I'm sure everybody fell off the Skylit Drive train after their first one or two albums. They made because, five. Yeah, wait. See, I didn't even know that, but not because I don't care. Or not well, you because, don't. You know, knowledge or anything. <laughs> we just don't care. Like, they just got worse. And that really is a shame because that first album to me was incredible. And it was, you know, it reminded you of that old metalcore scene that, you know, gives you that nostalgia factor. Yeah, and I saw them live as well. And I think the biggest loss, because it looks like they're continuing on, but Jag was definitely their biggest loss because he was super talented as a vocalist. Yeah, he was the highlight. That that's he was the one that you'd hear and you'd be like, Oh, that's the guy that drives. You right. know what I mean? Yeah, he had a super high voice. He could span like multiple octaves. He was really good. It was just it seemed very generic after that first album, at least for me. Oh no, it was. You you were definitely not on the wrong track here. But I think what's interesting about this whole quote unquote split is that Nick went ahead and put out this post saying, hey, Jag has decided to leave the band. We wish him the best, but we're going to continue on with a Skylit Drive. And he made this weird comment like, you know, last year we couldn't tour and we kind of had to go on hiatus because of Jag. And then he goes, you know, when Jag wants to spend more time with his family, congrats, he has a new baby girl or something like that. I forget exactly what (laughs) what the quote was. But it was something right, similar. It was something along those lines. And it seemed very strange for multiple things because Jag also went ahead and made his own thing saying, look, I didn't want to leave a Skylet Drive. I think the band should be over now because I'm out of it. And he said the reason why they went on hiatus was because his wife was pregnant and going to give birth to their child. So, of course, he wanted to be near them. Right. Like any normal person. <laughs> You would think, but then wouldn't you also think that Nick would have put it and worded it that way? You would think. <laughs> but he certainly did not. <laughs> he certainly... Exactly. It, it's just such a sketchy like situation. Like, the way they both, you know, did their statements. It's like, man, there is some, some shit going on here. Some behind-the-scenes action that is really putting a toll on this band. Yeah, Jag talked about lawsuits that are ongoing there's a bunch of stuff there's got to be a huge rift between the two of them but jag said he's also working on solo material now too so i don't know what they're gonna do maybe they're gonna go in a completely different direction because i don't know how they find someone with jag's range to do what they want to do it's very rare to find that now because i mean you don't really see that anymore you know that kind of vocal style look i'm sure multiple things will still continue to come out but I guess we'll see. Either way, just for us to not have a clean breakup shows you how this band was falling apart from the get-go, whether he stayed or not. Like, for a breakup to happen like this, it's like, man, you know, this band can't even get their shit together on a damn statement of, you know, a singer leaving. Well, Jag wasn't even the original vocalist. He came in for the first album, but he wasn't there for the original EP. And as for former members, they've got two times the amount of former members that are actually original members. Yeah, Lee, I didn't know that. They've been through a lot of shit for a lot of years. So they've been unstable for a while, so this kind of makes sense. It probably should have happened earlier. Yeah, I mean, it was just a disaster waiting to happen. 
Let's move on. All these sad stories, man. Yeah, I know, man. What the hell? <laughs> Every single story we've done is like drama. Not necessarily sad, just like drama. All right, well, here's a better one then. So Emery has opened an Indiegogo, like Kickstarter type thing for people that don't know what Indiegogo is. They're doing it to fund their seventh album. I saw the posting actually after they already hit their goal. So they had they had made the goal for 50K and they've already surpassed that. Damn, that's legendary. Well, I don't know if it's legendary, but it's good. It's not legendary, but it is good. Yeah, it's good. I don't know. Legendary seems like you should hold that off for something like Huge Mungus or something. Huge Mungus, as huge as uh, as Suicide Silence's album. Oh yeah, that huge wave, man, that we're surfing on. (laughs) But anyways, what I think is great about this is they've got pretty much all the original members back, and for me, the thing that really made Emery were the co-vocals the uncleans and the cleans of the three guys they had, Josh, Toby, and Devin, and they're all back. That is sick. I'm really excited for this, and I'm sure you are too. Now, Ian, if I remember correctly, Emery is the band that you missed that was like right down your street, right? Because you couldn't like the date or something. (laughs) Thank you so much for bringing that up. It was a private (laughs) show. It was like a private acoustic show, and they were only allowing like, 20-something people in, and I had two tickets for it, but the date on the computer said the opposite, like the European way, so it had the Mm -hmm. day before the month, Uh, so I thought it was in October, but it was actually in August. Poor Ian. Yeah, and because it was such a small, intimate show, there wasn't like a huge line outside, and there weren't any announcements like, oh man, Emery's going to be there, nothing like that, so I totally missed it. I'm sorry I brought that up. <laughs> it's all right, man. Everyone can laugh at me every once in a while. I know yeah. they are kind of touring around right now. I hope they come back to the Boston area. <laughs> well, maybe they just won't be as tricky with their dates this time. They don't want to mess with Ian. But just so you know, I think people can still go to the Indiegogo and donate because I think one of the things is if you donate, you get this special EP slash album or something where they've reimagined older Emery songs, and they're not going to be releasing that to anyone else. That's actually really cool. Yeah, so even though the goal has been met, I think for as long as it's going, I think it's going for 30 days or something, you can go ahead and donate. So you should check that out if you're an Emery fan. If something like that interests you, go to Indiegogo and look up Emery, and then check it out and see if you can still donate, because if you're a fan, you should definitely be doing that. It'd almost be dumb not to do it. All right, Jackson. So, okay. I think we need to talk about this because we weren't completely made a fools from last week, but it's still really fucking stupid. I am officially done with uh, everything Capture the Crown related. Yes, I would like to. Well, you have to be because there's no more Capture the Crown. Oh, oh, yeah. Sorry. Just go ahead and explain. So that whole. R.I.P. C.T.C. thing that we were talking about, it turns out that that just means that they are changing their name from Capture the Crown to Capture. Even though, if you try and look that shit up, there's like fucking 50 other bands that have the name Capture. Yeah. (laughs) The one thing we can pretty much say at least, though, is it's 
not going to now be an issue saying crown the empire or capture the crown? You know, I used to I used to be that person that would always get them confused. It's I'm, every I'm person. It's every single okay, person. Good. There is no one. Even Crown the Empire sometimes says, are we Capture the Crown? And then they have to look <laughs> at their shit and go, oh, wait, who wrote that name for us? And then they they all chuckle, you know. <laughs> I'll do a tiny little story time because you know how we're going to sell it this weekend. We are. The first ever concert that I went to of our music, Mr. Ian Hates, was So What. I remember when I went to the show, Capture the Crown and Crown the Empire both played. And I remember I was telling my friend who listens to the music, like, hey, um, tell me all the bands that I like after. The two that I enjoyed at the time were Crown the Empire and Capture the Crown. And I just couldn't get the names right. Like, I just couldn't tell which was which. And that was like a huge thing for me. And then I figured out, well, one's bad and one isn't. But now they're that both made it bad. A lot easier for me. Yeah, now they're both bad. But now at least one changed its name to Capture, so now everything's great. No, wrong. What? <laughs> what? You know very well that this whole name change is just a mess. It's disgusting. I, I, I when I read it, I was like, "Is this for real? Like, do they really think that this is okay?" Well, look, I don't even know it's who's just... in the band anymore, except for Jeffrey, the lead singer. Yeah, that's, that's all. That's all they mentioned. First of all, I think it's very funny that he still goes as Jeffrey. <laughs> Jeffrey? It's such a kid's name. It's Jeff now, man. It's Jeff. It's not Jeffrey. Just call him Jeff. Come yeah, on. seriously. So Jeff went ahead and changed the name to Capture. I have no idea if anyone else from the original lineup is still in it, but he did talk about why he did it, and that's what I want to talk about right now. So he said, it's weird because I feel like I've been stuck in Capture the Crown for a few years and doing stuff that I don't really enjoy doing because obviously at the beginning of the band is what he's supposed to say, my music choices and tastes were very different from what I'm into now. Fine. That makes sense. I'm totally with that. Cool. Yeah, cool. Then he goes on to say, I feel like there's a lot of negativity around metalcore and I'm too old for that stuff now. Not that I don't want to be a part of it, but I don't really want to associate myself with the negativity that comes with the genre that we're playing right now. It's just moving forward and being happy and getting excited about music again. Right. And then he says, and I'm very, very excited about this album and moving forward. So he goes on to announce that the new track is called Lost Control. So Jackson, what do you think the track would be like maybe? Well, from the way that he worded his actually pretty well-done statement, you would think that the new Capture music is going to be a completely new direction. At least I would think, or a smart person would think. And it would definitely, for sure, not be metalcore, right? I would say so, and you know what, Jackson? I think that means it's time to play it right now. Oh, please do. And you know what? Enlighten the fans. I never thought that on this show again... We would play any Capture the Crown song. So it's a good thing that they're now <laughs> called Capture so that we don't have to. So here it is, Lost Control. How dare you? I'm sorry, man. We've used it very sparingly, but I could not help Rick rolling one more time. 
this is the kind of band that you rickroll. Let's let's you know. Let's be honest. It's something I've always said about Capture. All right. For serious though, let's play a little bit of this track. Just remember the statement good old Jeff made. All right. Jeffrey. All right, Jackson. So, if anything, I could say that is totally and completely different than what they were doing before, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. Totally different. They didn't even sound a bit like metalcore, especially metalcore. I seriously laughed out loud <laughs> when I heard that. Basically, you know what Capture's doing? They've Rick rolled us twice. <laughs> they say, you know, it's the death of Capture the Crown, and that just means their name changing. Then they say, wait a second, we don't want to be metalcore anymore. There's way too much negativity and blah, blah, blah. I want to go create this special kind of music for myself. And then they just make the most cliche, boring metalcore song they could possibly make. That is capture for you. Oh, that capture. <laughs> what a start, huh? Seriously, I don't, I don't know what to say about them anymore. <laughs> I think it's funny because... I don't remember if it was last episode or the episode before when we saw the rip uh, capture the crown thing. We were like, man, what if they're just trolling and they just put out a new single? We said that. Yeah. Little did we know that we were going to get a new band name plus the same music. Like, it's just, it, it's got to be a joke. Soon we'll see an actual rip capture and then it'll really be done. I would seriously think that it's got to be a joke or something because then Jeff goes on to say, I don't want to be known as a band or a musician anymore. I want to be known as an artist. And I want the team to be known as artists because music is a very, very important form of artwork. <laughs> we obviously want people to enjoy it, but also grow with our music. Grow with us and move forward with us because it's time for a change. That's what this fucking asshole said. Oh my gosh. They, they're just awful i mean they're just making them so much worse they're just painting their image worse and worse every time that they make a quote-unquote special announcement or whatever the hell they're working on i mean come on they can't i mean ian let me ask you something Ooh. are they really that dumb to think that they can change their name and release a song that they probably made while being called capture the crown and think that people aren't going to be like hey this is a capture the crown song Look, there are a bunch of rubes out there, man. I, I mean, it's really is. It, it's hard to believe. I mean, this is like the kind of stuff that when you hear Eddie Hermita talk, where you're just like, wait, what? <laughs> this is like one of those things. I, I don't know what else yeah. to say about. It. Look, <laughs> what kind of fucking asshole says I don't want to be known as a band or a musician anymore? I want to be known as an artist, and then puts that shit out. <laughs> it has to be a laugh. 
it has to be him taking a laugh and just hoping that people joke around. Like he probably went to the interviewer afterward and was like, hey, I know this is in print. Did you put sarcasm in quotes to make sure people understood (laughs) what I was doing? Because there's no way, first of all, he doesn't have to worry about anything. I would never think of them as musicians, let alone artists. Like, I don't know what the fuck he's thinking. There's no doubt about it, man. It's just, he's all over the place. Uh, Who knows what goes on in the head of Mr. Jeffrey? Jeff. Jeff. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm going to be honest with you. When I saw that they said, all right, we're announcing, you know, a new name and stuff like that. You know, we're going to, you know, and they're basically implying on a new direction. I actually got kind of excited and I was like, man, I think this song might actually be good. And then I play it, and I'm like, man, it's like you said over and over. They Rick rolled us. They really did. It's awful. It took me a while to even find them on Spotify because there's so many bands named Capture that right now they have zero monthly followers. <laughs> I might have literally been the first person to play that track on Spotify. It would not surprise me at all. The fact that that's true was the same. That means that when they made that huge announcement that it's a new band name, a new song, no one dropped what they're doing and went to go save the song onto their phone. Like, everyone just saw it and was like, oh, okay. You know what I mean? It's really sad. If this is a huge joke, I will give them credit for it. But what a piece of shit this guy is. (laughs) Like, he's just... like, Yeah, I mean, just that whole rip capture the crown thing to announce a new thing. Like, the way they set that up, that's just not the way to do things. That's just that's a dick move. I mean, let's be honest. Yeah, he's a bag of dicks. There's no doubt about yeah, it. Yeah, people legitimately allegedly. thought. I mean, because <laughs> I mean, fans legitimately thought that they were losing their favorite band, even if it was just for a day. Why would you do that? You know what I mean? All those eleven-year-old girls and angsty frat boys. <laughs> With the capture the crown tattoos. Now they have to get the the and so crossed out. Oh shit! I didn't even think about that. Them and their image of a crown. They just have to get it fucking lasered off. <laughs> Look, I take back everything that I said last week. I will only now be wishing for them to break up, and I, <laughs> I take back all those things. Yep, I don't care about the fans anymore. I hope that they make no money with this. And I hope that they can't do this anymore. You know, before I was behind they don't them. Deserve it. Yeah, they just don't deserve it. So fuck them. That's why I say fuck Capture the Crown. Damn. Fuck Capture. Fuck <laughs> Jeff. Fuck them all. Well, fuck it. There you fuck go. Fuck the band. Yeah, just like there yeah. you go. Bam. I'm just, done with this story. <laughs> add it to the fuck it list. I got you. Never again. All right. So we have two better announcements to end this news segment. Number one is Beartooth are putting out a deluxe version of Aggressive. It comes out on May 26th, and it's going to have bonus tracks as well as a live DVD. That is cool. I'm actually really excited for that. I've seen Beartooth a bunch of times, so and we're actually going to talk about the most recent time that I saw Beartooth later on in the show. Oh, yeah. But I don't know if I need to buy this. We'll see. Maybe I wouldn't buy it, but I would definitely love to hear you know some new Beartooth songs. You know what I'm saying? I, I mean, I'm not a really, like, I don't really care too much for the DVD, but... There's never a time where I'm not going to be excited for new Beartooth songs. You know what I mean? I agree. And then the last announcement, and this is a quick one, but the band Sworn In has signed with Fearless Records, and they're putting the finishing touches on their new album that should come out in the summer. So that's pretty cool, too. 
Yeah, that is cool. I'm glad to see that they got to sign on to a really good label. And if I'm not mistaken, I think we're going to try to see them at So What as well. Yes, we are. That is it. That would be a good show to watch. All right, Jackson. We're trying to speed through this stuff, even though I don't think it's actually working because of all the technical no. issues that we're having. Yeah. But now it is time to go to our favorite part of the show. Let's get to reviews. That's part. All right, so I'm still trying to keep <laughs> Jackson not talking as much because of the connection here, but we're going to start. Thanks. Well, that's what I do on a normal show. Bottom. Oh. Oh. <laughs> so we'll start out with Fit for an Autopsy. The album is The Great Collapse, and it's on E1 slash Good Fight Music. Jackson. What do you think of this? I enjoyed this album way more than I thought I was going to. You consider this deathcore, right? Absolutely. This one is by far the best deathcore album I've heard in a long time. I enjoyed the shit out of this album. And by the way, we did have a little side bet going on last episode, which song would talk about Flint, and I don't think any of them did. Yeah, I couldn't tell either. Yeah, we, I looked at the lyrics for Hydra, because that's yeah. the one we obviously thought it was going to be, and it had nothing to do with that. Damn but it. I will say that Hydra was actually my favorite song on the album. Oh, okay. Without going too much into detail, this was just a really, really fun, jamming album. I mean, they hit all sorts of elements here. I mean, they never necessarily go to like a clean vocal style, but they don't just stay heavy with their riffs and their guitar work throughout the whole album. They even have you know, some acoustic lead-ups and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. It was just really, really fun. They really showed how diverse that fit for an autopsy can be while talking about stuff that isn't generic deathcore stuff. You know what I mean? Like, stuff that actually matters. So, I mean, just everything around this album I was in love with. I agree, man. I thought this was a really, really great album. You know, it's nine tracks. It's their fourth full-length album as well. So they're not new to the scene or anything like that. They're definitely putting their stamp on Deathcore. I don't know why they're not looked to more than Suicide Silence is, at least right now. Oh, yeah. But yeah, man, it's Deathcore with a message. You know, some people might joke around and say it's very hippie, but I like things that have a message, you know? Yeah, I mean, you know, that's part of the reason why we listen to our music and why we, you know, can connect to the songs when it has a good, strong sort of message. And it's going to be really cool because we also get to see them live this weekend. Yeah, man. I hope we get a chance to see him. So why don't we try a little bit of Hydra? Yeah. I love that fucking drum beat. It's a hard-hitting album. 
it just really, I don't know, it hits the mark on everything. And like you said, I'm looking forward to seeing it live because there's just amazing breakdowns, great guitar work. It just hits everything the way it's supposed to. Yep, it really does. I mean, Deathcore really needs to take a note from this album and be like, man, you know, this, this could be the future. So once again, man, that's Fit for an Autopsy, The Great Collapse on E1 slash Good Fight Music. Up next, we've got the band Stolos with the self-titled album Stolos on Equal Vision Records. So Jackson, <laughs> I listened to this whole thing when we had talked about them on the show before and we talked about their single. We weren't that impressed and I really don't have that much to say about this album. This is what I'm going to say. It's prog rock. This type of music just doesn't appeal to me that much. They have good vocals, and obviously they're talented musicians. If you listen to the tracks, you can't say anything different than that. But to me, bands like this sound like jam bands, and I just don't connect to them. Yeah, I'm glad you said that, because I honestly don't have much to say about it either. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and say it was a bad album. You know, I'm not going to say also that I didn't enjoy it, because it was like a fun kind of listen the first go around. But it's just nothing that sticks to you. And, you know, maybe it's not something that doesn't stick to other people, but I guess it's just not our taste. Yeah, it's on that other side of prog rock. And to me, that stuff just all sounds the same. Exactly. I mean, I mean, I guess it kind of takes like vibes from like Dance Gavin Dance and like CN Bar and stuff. But like... I don't want to sound mean, but I guess like the bad part of it. Well, I just don't see distinguishing characteristics where, like, I know people that like prog rock and that's their main thing that they're looking for all the time. With people like that, right. they're looking for a specific tempo at a different time point during the track. And did you hear that guitar solo that did this? That's the kind of stuff they're looking for. It's almost onto that like math core type area. When a band just sounds pretty much the same besides changing time signatures, I just think it's something in the background. I just don't connect to it. Yeah, no, I mean, I completely agree. I mean, we're on the same page on this one. It's not a bad album. You know, I'm sure we will have listeners that will enjoy this. It's oh. just, I guess, it's just not for us. Absolutely, and that happens from time to time. But because we do love music, we do want to tell people about the albums. Obviously, we give our own opinions, but you should go listen to it. Yep. See if it's something you like. So it's Stolos with their self-titled album, and it's on Equal Vision Records. Next up, we've got The Bunny the Bear, The Way We Rust on Needful Things Records. Jackson, obviously, I have been looking forward to this album for forever. Everyone who knows Ian Hates Music knows that I had Matt Tybor on the show for Ian Hates Music Conversation Edition where he talked a lot about this album. And The Bunny the Bear is one of my favorite bands. I've been following them since the beginning, seen them live multiple, multiple times. So obviously I was looking forward to this album, very highly anticipated. So what did you think of it first? I love this album. Yay. I, yeah, I, I really did. And I was a little skeptical coming into it because you know, I like The Bunny the Bear, mm-hmm. but it's never a band that I like really really liked as in like i would listen to all their albums and stuff they would always just be like two or three songs that i would enjoy but that was about it so this album was good and i really did enjoy it It it's super super fun i love like all the different ranges 
you know, between the bunny and the bear. Ha ha ha. <laughs> you know, it, it's like, <laughs> it, it's just really fun to listen to. It's like every single song is like a jam, you know, like you just crank it up in your car and it just like gets you stoked for anything. And I love that feeling. Now, this is going to sound like the most nitpicky thing in the world. Mm-hmm. I only had one problem with this album. Are you ready for this? I know what it is. The main problem, and it's a stupid problem, it's so nitpicky, that I had with this album is the album cover. It's so ugly to me. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Jackson, how dare you? Do you know what that is? That is my only issue. Do you what? know what that is? No. That's his son. Really? That's his son. I believe you. I guess it's just the color. I mean, it's not the face. Oh, it's a it's the coloring. Like, yeah, like I hate how it just looks like a brown square with a Holy face in the shit, Jackson. You are such a racist. Oh, okay. <laughs> even though I'm brown. <laughs> <laughs> Asshole. You're going after someone's son. You're a racist. Man, you are just stereotyping it up there in Texas, aren't you? It's an ugly album cover, Ian. It really is. No, look, I Your understand. Other album covers are cool and they all follow like the same concept which is fun but it's just not a pretty album cover and like whenever i let's say when i buy a physical copy of something i love holding that piece of art in my hand not just from a music side but just looking at the album cover is like a big part of it to me right you know it's something that grabs out to you i really do i i'm that kind of person that believes in a good album cover sure. will put you like in the right set of tone and this one doesn't and like the music is so good. They're lucky that the music is so good. <laughs> you know, but the album cover, I was just like, Man, I don't like that cover. It's just I hate looking at it. And it has nothing to do with the face. It's I just know the coloring. No, I got you. Yeah, they did do something very different and they are very artistic. So I think they were trying something new. You know, Matt was trying something new. I think a lot of this album has to do with a lot of issues that he's dealt with and one of the ones that he's trying to work on and you can hear it in the conversation that I had with him, is he wants to spend more time with his family. And I think this is kind of a way of showing that, but in a different artistic way. Yeah. And again, no problem with that. It is the stupidest thing to nitpick. And I know that. But (laughs) I just had to say it. It's all right, (laughs) buddy. Because every time I was listening to the album, I was just like, man, this damn album cover, like what happened? But hey, the music is good. And that's really what matters, you know? Well, look. I am very glad that you said that because I hated this album. You're a lying piece of shit. Son of a bitch, how did you know that through the phone? (laughs) Because, Ian, there's no way that you're going to hate Bunny and the Bear on what I found was their best stuff. And you love their previous stuff. So the math, it it just doesn't add up, man. Come on. So it's hard for me to choose favorites with the Bunny and the Bear, so I lump this in with everything that I like from them anyways. But yeah, of course I like the album. There's no way that I wasn't going to like the album. The only thing that I nitpicked a little bit since you used that choice of words earlier, you know, it's 13 tracks, but four of them, one's an intro and three are interludes. Now, at least with all four of them, there are vocals and they're telling some type of a story. So that makes it better than, you know, just regular interludes. But still, that only leaves nine full tracks. And especially when the nine full tracks are badass, you want to hear more. Yeah, of course. And I would say for people that don't know the Bunny the Bear, here's a quick backstory. Obviously, you'll learn more if you listen to the conversation. But the Bunny is Matt Tybor, 
and the bear has changed four times over all of these albums that they've had. So they are back to one of the original bears for this. And the way the dynamic normally works is that the bunny does the unclean vocals and the bear has these high clean vocals. And before, you yep. would call them more metalcore slash electronic core, but they've always kind of blended genres. On this one, I think they moved as far away from metalcore maybe as they ever have besides A Liar Wrote This when they had a bear who was actually a woman. It's probably a little bit more different than that, but I wouldn't call them metalcore on this. I'd be like electronic core slash synthcore mixed with some post-hardcore. Yeah, and and they really know how to be a band that every album is just completely different and not sound, like even though they are in our scene, not sound like other bands in the scene. Like you know when Buddy the Bear is on, you know? Absolutely. And really, even though there have been a bunch of changes in the lineup and like I said, different bears and everything, Matt talks about it. It's his band. He writes the lyrics. He writes the melodies. He does all of that. He plays instruments. He does everything. So no matter what, it's always going to be what he wants to do. So that's why I'm never worried when they have bear changes or they change touring people, whatever it happens to be, because it's all what Matt wants. And I would say for this album, it's definitely the most focused album they've ever done. Oh, yeah, for sure. And I think that's the reason why I like this album more than the others, because I honestly couldn't attach to myself to the other albums as a whole. Like, I would like certain songs, but I couldn't jam the whole album and make it through without being like, eh, they're kind of losing me. With this one, you know, I could hear it over and over and enjoy it over and over, which is cool. Absolutely. And yeah, for me, I'm straightforward through all their discography for sure so that doesn't bother me you know the changes in the bears are what some people can tell i mean i can tell when they change that stuff but a lot of people can't so it's not really a big deal to me but yeah i thought this was great i thought it dealt with a lot of personal issues you know there's a lot of issues with drug use and you know relationships and everything you know in real life kind of situations and matt just does a great job with all of it which track do you think we should play well they're your fa- you like them more than I do, so I would like for you to pick. But if, if you want to hear which my favorite song is, it's Bloody Lip. I think we can go with that one. That's probably the track I would have started with, too, because it also has his girlfriend in it. Yeah, and there's just so much different vocal ranges, and it's like kind of like an anthemic kind of sound, and I just really had a lot of fun with that track. It was by far my favorite. Yeah, man, I liked everything on this album, but I'm also a huge fan, so maybe my point of view on this isn't fair. 
<laughs> well, if you want to know more about the Bunny the Bear, you can listen to my conversation I had with Matt Tybor. Obviously, I plugged this a bunch of times. I'm sure most people know, but if you are new, you can definitely check that out and learn all about the band as well as the way we rust in more details. So other than that, don't forget, that's the Bunny the Bear, the way we rust on Needful Things Records. All right, man. It's time for another friend of the show. This is the band, The March Ahead. The name of the EP is Wait, W-E-I-G-H-T. And this is Johnny Frank Productions. Hell yeah. Did you like this? I did. And I honestly wasn't looking forward to it. But when I was hearing it, I was like, you know, every single song is good on this EP. And that usually is not the case for a lot of you know, projects like this. And I, you know, it was just a really good EP, really solid. It kept kind of the same, you know, chorus. It's not like all over the place. It's a well-produced EP. And I'm really excited to hear even more from the March Ahead. Yeah, Johnny Frank does a really good job with this stuff. Now, at least from what I'm telling, there doesn't seem to be a whole lot of a difference between Bill Murray and the March Ahead. There are some subtle differences, but you can still tell there are a lot more similarities than there are differences because those are both Johnny Frank's bands right now. And just so people know, right. if you don't, Bill Murray is spelled B-I-L-M-U-R-I, Bill Murray. And if you want to learn more about Johnny Frank, you can obviously listen to the Ian Hates Music Conversation Edition with Johnny Frank. So once again, another friend of the show, another way to learn more about the band. But yeah, I would say the March Ahead is more post-hardcore meets pop, maybe? Yeah. It's, you know, it's got high production stuff in it, you know? For sure. So I get, it does kind of hit, like, the pop side sometimes, but it can get really heavy at the same time, you know? Yeah, a great mix of cleans and uncleans by Johnny. If I'm not mistaken, he's doing everything himself here. So he wrote and produced, sang, did everything. So I'm going to choose Arms as the track we play. I said that's actually my favorite one, so good choice. Great. Was stranded, not counting the cost. Was hopeless, and now I just want to go home. So he creates a very good atmosphere with his production as well. Yeah, he really does. I mean, there's just so much talent goes into this. There really is. And it's hard to really explain what this EP is like. So I recommend everyone go listen to it, obviously. Once again, the name is The March Ahead with the EP Wait. Once again, it's not W-A-I-T. It's W-E-I-G-H-T. And this is Johnny Frank Productions. Next up, another EP. This is Misery Loves Company with Love Notes and Highways EP on Revival Recordings. So Jackson, it's like I said before, emo and screamo are back, baby. It really is. 
is, and I know that you were really excited for this one. So I can't wait to hear what you say about it. It's, I mean, unfortunately, it's simple enough to say I'm a fan. <laughs> like, really. Yeah. I think background-wise, this is a very weird type of band because we talked about them having barely any social media presence. And I really haven't heard that much from them, even with this new EP out. It's not like they're making a whole lot of noise. So I'm not sure exactly why that is, but I'm pretty sure that Lee of the Funeral Portrait is managing them. And I know he's been pushing this pretty hard. And you can definitely hear some Funeral Portrait in this. You can hear some Alisana. Not as heavy or anything, but there's still some clean and unclean vocals. They do a really great job of balancing out those unclean so that it's not metalcore that you're really keeping into that more screamo, emo, maybe a little post-hardcore in there. Right. But yeah, man, I'm a fan. I think they did a really good job, and this is a great intro EP for them. Yeah, same here. And it's like you said, it's just got that perfect, you know, emo, hardcore feel to it that makes you just think about the old times. And I feel like we almost say this every week, or at least I do, but revival recordings, has just signed so many good bands, and this is just another one added to the list. Oh, of I mean, course. Every single thing that they released that we've talked about on the show, we've never had a problem with any of it, if I'm not mistaken. No, I think we've liked everything that they do. Yeah, and this is just another one. And it's not because they all sound the same either. They are all always different. Whatever their talent agent is, he's, he's, he's strong, or she. Misery Loves Company definitely has elements of other revival recording bands in it there's no doubt about that right but that's gonna happen and it doesn't mean that they're ripping them off or that it's a carbon copy because they're definitely not nope let's take a listen i was thinking beautiful tragedy let's do it just a really fun ep that you would have no problem listening to over and over again it's something that would kind of get you hyped up a little bit too it's fast paced it's catchy as fuck it's just a really good album i agree man just just some good music here so once again that's misery loves company love notes and highways ep on revival recordings next up a band that i was not familiar with they're called Diamonds to Dust, and they have a full-length album, Aging of the Weary, on Manifest Records. So, Jackson, I'm going to start with you with this one, because we might get into a debate here. Uh-oh. Well, I'm going to start off by saying I really, really, really enjoyed this album. The main reason why I enjoyed it is because I really, really like the unclean vocals. There's a female vocalist, right? It's not just like a high-pitched <laughs> yeah, no. singing. Yeah, <laughs> no. Here's my question. Before you go too far into it, are you saying that you like the male unclean vocals or the female unclean vocals? 
I believe it's the male right clean vocal. Well, there's... Unless I'm like very mistaken, but I'm, there's so many parts in this album where they break down like at least two or three times in the middle of each song, you know, to the unclean vocals. I'm almost sure it's male. You know, usually the, the girl does, you know, the clean vocals and then they'll have a guy also do clean vocals and then it'll go into unclean vocals and the unclean vocals are super heavy and that is like the highlight of every song to me in this album it's just like damn it hits hard so i'm gonna completely disagree with you okay <laughs> it doesn't mean that you're wrong i just from the oh, very oh hey oh <laughs> from the very first track i said out loud i think even when i was listening to it, i go i do not like these clean vocals the clean vocals yes I was fine with the... Oh, no, I didn't like the clean vocals that much either. It's the unclean vocals that I said oh. I liked. All right, so we'll say then that you were saying you like the unclean vocals, but you don't like the clean vocals. I don't have a huge problem with the clean vocals. Okay. I just don't like them that much. Gotcha. They could be a lot better. Yeah. That, like, if they had better clean vocalists, it would make this album a lot better. That I agree. Yeah, I like the female clean vocals. I did not like the male clean vocals. And I was okay with the unclean vocals. But the problem here, and I'm just going to name this right off, I really like, I'm going to say the good thing first. I like the dynamic of having clean and unclean vocals as well as male and female vocalists. I don't care who's doing what. I like it when females do unclean vocals as well. So when I hear this kind of dynamic, I think of great bands like Blame Shift and She Must Burn and I Set to Kill, The Animal and Me, Picture Me Broken, Early Paramore, where the guys used to do unclean vocals while Haley was doing clean vocals, like that kind of thing. That's what I think of. My tough part with this album, and I don't know, did you do any research on this band, Jackson? Yeah, I looked them up on Twitter and they have like they don't even tweet or do anything like i couldn't even find them they have no presence on the internet or at least from what i found yeah you should have gone to facebook then oh yeah always go to facebook for bands because that's where they have most of the information their bio is extremely long and it tells the whole story about how they've had tons and tons of lineup changes and have had tons of debates and the reason why many people have left the band is because they started out as a Christian band, and then because only a few of them were Christian, then you know they didn't want to call themselves a Christian band, and then they lost people who didn't want to be in a Christian band. So now they're a full-fledged Christian band, whatever that means. And they say in their message, we are a band dedicated to making music for the Lord Almighty. Okay. So now I know that you are religious. I am not. So as soon as right. I read that, it's a complete turnoff for me. It's not because of that. It's because I know now it's going to be in the lyrics. Because there are two different forms of Christian bands, right? There are the Christian bands that the people in the bands happen to practice Christianity. And then there are the Christian bands where it's their goal and their only thing that they do is to spread the word of Christianity through the lyrics of their music. Yes, very true. And I'm guessing, because you listened to this album like I did, that you could tell that it is saturated with that. 
Oh, yeah, you could even tell just by the song titles. Yeah. You don't even have to hear the song. Very true. And I did listen to this album, but a lot of times by the you know second minute or third minute or whatever, I had to skip it because I couldn't take any more of it. My thing is I don't like getting preached to. Notice on the door and spoken word annoyed the fuck out of me. Like I just couldn't take it anymore. I had to turn it. But that's my right. own personal opinion based on not being a religious person. If you like religion or you follow a certain religion, and you happen to follow Christianity, then maybe this band is for you. But this goes into the genres of stuff that I can't deal with. Right, and that's understandable, because when we listen to music, you know, we don't just listen to something that always just sounds good. We have to connect to it. Like, you can jam out to Underworld, who was a Christian band, and you can jam out to Devil Wears Prada, which is a Christian band, and, you know, stuff like that, but their lyrics aren't saturated with just Christian messages. Right. So you can enjoy that, even though they are a Christian band. But when you have a different kind of Christian band that is just saying, you know, like preaching, you know, it could be a turnoff for someone who doesn't believe in that because how are they supposed to connect with it if they don't believe in what's being said? Right. So, like, it's totally understandable what you mean. Like, it's not that you would necessarily hate, you know, what's going on, it's just like, how are you who doesn't believe in God supposed to connect to this? Yeah, because it's being very... It's just not going to happen. They're being very literal with a lot of their wordings and stuff. And it's just, I can't, I can't do it. So it was very tough right. for me. You love Silent Planet. And yeah, of course. Like super Christian band. But, but you know, it's, it's just a different kind of Christian band, like you said at the beginning. And it's good that you said that, because there are different types of Christian bands. And this is the kind that can only be enjoyable to a select few. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And you're not a person who like shuts out a band because they're Christian. Because you jam plenty of Christian bands like oh, Gene and Title Planet and stuff like that. Yeah, because they're Christian outside of what they're doing music wise. Right. That's what I'm fine. I'm completely fine with whatever religion people want to be. Like I don't give a shit. But I don't like being preached to. And if I had known that this band was going to be like that, I wouldn't have had it on the list. Right. And honestly, I didn't even know they were a Christian band before I saw it on the list. I was hearing it, and I was like, is this a Christian band? And then I just kept hearing the words, and I started looking at the song titles, and I was like, yep, yep. this is definitely a Christian band, and a strong Christian band. Yes. Like, Very it's, much it's, so. it's every song. Yeah. I enjoyed the album. I, I really did. I My main issue was the clean vocals. Right. I didn't think... I mean, and I hate to say it, it's just, but it's, it's you know, the truth. I, I didn't think the clean vocals were very good. No, like you I know, said. I thought they were very mediocre. Yeah, that was the first thing that I actually reacted to when I heard it was, it's wow. passable. Yeah, I, I was like, wow, I don't like this whatsoever. And then I looked them up and found out what they were all about. And that's just not for me. Right, and that's very understandable. And that's, that's just the way it is. <laughs> all right, so tell me a track to play, because obviously I don't, care oh my god well how about this i want to play my favorite part of the whole album i want you to cut to the 40th second of the song proverbs
All right, Jackson, that was painful for me. He said, really? Dude, any of those lyrics, man. Uh, I thought you were going to like the unclean vocals and like the breakdown there. No, because I know what they're saying. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's just the way it is, man. I know we've talked about this before on the show. I can't deal with that. It annoys the fuck out of me. Yeah, I understand. That That's like how I feel when I listen to like a mirror and stuff like that and songs <laughs> like Flag of the Beast and stuff. I just hear it. And it's just like, my God, do you have to go there? It's just so annoying. So I, I understand. Yeah, it's just the way it is. So look, I thought music-wise it was good. That's why I thought you would Yeah, it's it. not, I mean, I wasn't as huge a fan of the clean vocals as you were, but it's fine. It's just wrapping everything together just really irritated me. So to hear even that little bit of it, I just, I don't know. It just really gets under my skin. Gotcha. So for anyone who is super religious out there, you can go ahead and listen to Diamonds to Dust, Aging of the Weary on Manifest Records. Next up, we've got a band named Mirrors, and they have an EP called Fool's Paradise, and it is self-released from what I believe. It's six tracks, around 23 minutes, and they are metalcore from Australia. And I think the big thing I wanted to note here was they were so much better than that terrible band that we reviewed from Australia recently. Oh, I can't remember. I don't want... No, no, I do remember their name, and I'm not going to say it on the show. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, if people want to know who it is, you can look back through archived episodes and check for yourself, but they don't deserve to be mentioned in the same name as this band, because I thought this band was very aggressive metalcore and did a good job. Even though it might not stand out to everyone, I think this band plays with a purpose, and I think they knew exactly the sound that they were going for. Yeah, the the EP was okay to me. I couldn't really connect that much to it, I guess. I don't know. It's just, it's really aggressive. I felt like I was having fun with it at the very beginning, but then like as the songs kept progressing, I was just like, Man, I'm getting kind of tired of this. I don't know. It just, I guess this EP just didn't appeal to me. Yeah, man. It's aggressive metalcore. It's more on that almost hardcore side of metalcore because, you know, that's where it kind of came from. But I enjoyed it. I don't think it's going to stand out, like I said, completely to everyone. But I think, once again, this is one of those EPs that's a very good intro to the band themselves. And I think they did a much better job than that other band in Australia getting their point across of what they wanted to do (laughs) oh man i really want to know what band you're talking about you should know how do you not remember their stupid name i don't know well (laughs) i guess i must have not liked it that much maybe that's a good thing that i completely forgot about it yeah neither of us did all right well i'm gonna start off with fya I've got one thing to say to you. 
Fuck your arrogance. Uh-oh. Well, thank you, Ian. Damn. Let me have it. <laughs> That's right. I'm aggressive. <laughs> I'm aggressive. Whoa. Whoa. Oh, what was that? Whoa. If you like aggressive metalcore, this is a band for you to check out. So check them out. Their name is Mirrors. The EP is Fool's Paradise. And this is self-released. Going to another band here. We've got Righteous Vendetta with the album Cursed on Century Media. Jackson, take it away. I've never heard of this band before. Me either. Until uh, this album came out. They're, I guess they were under the radar on the, you know, the Ian Hates Horizon. Since fucking 2008. But I'm would have never thunk. They toured with P.O.D. and shit. Really? Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, I actually really enjoyed this album. It's pretty close to dad rock. Mm-hmm. It can be at some times, but then at others it's not. And those are the ones that I enjoy the most. Sure. Like, I noticed that a lot of the hits on the albums, like, successfully, like, you know, commercially, those mm-hmm. are the ones that I actually didn't like, which was weird. But, you know, I guess that's just the way my music taste is. But as an album, I enjoyed the shit out of it from beginning to end. Um, I really do enjoy, like, I don't know if it, you call it unclean. Yeah. It's like he's, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I got you. I mean, I think it is technically considered unclean vocals. Right, but it's like the lowest form of unclean possible. Right. Yeah, it's on <laughs> so, that alternative know, it was, it was radio rock side. Right. So to me, I enjoyed it. I'm not sure if it's something that's going to stick to me for a long time, but, you know, for the last week, I've been listening to it over and over, you know, getting some fun out of it. But I'm not 100% sold on if this is something that I'm going to be listening to for a long time. I'll give them credit that they've been around for a long time. And I think with this album, there are sparks of things that I enjoy, but it's so few and far between because it's not like they choose one track and do that entirely as metalcore and then go and do dad rock alternative stuff on other ones. It's more like they mix the two genres where it's 95% dad rock and 5% metalcore. You know what I mean? Right. There were pieces when I listened to this where I was like, oh, I like what they did there. But then they went back to doing the other stuff that I didn't like. So I personally will have no reason to listen to this again. But they've been doing it for a long time and they seem to be doing well at what they're doing. So I hope they keep it up for their fans and everything. This just is not my style of music. And honestly, I didn't think it was going to be your style either. I knew you weren't going to be a fan of this. And that's okay. And even like I said, I'm not 100% sold on it. I've been just enjoying the shit out of it for now. Sure. But there's like that thing in the back of my head. Like, it's kind of like I got that shiny new toy syndrome where when I first heard it, I was like, oh, damn, this is amazing. (laughs) But then after hearing it over and over, I started to find some flaws. But I still enjoy the album. I'm just not 100% sure how it's going to stick. Well, give us a track to play. I would play Defiance. All right, here we go.
So Jackson, I thought you didn't like their more popular tracks. The Fire Sins are one of the popular ones. Really? That sounds like it is prime for radio play. When you when you have iTunes, it tells you which are their most popular ones, and that wasn't one of them because that wasn't even a single that was released before the album came out. Oh. It's an iTunes thing you wouldn't understand, you know. Oh. Know, like, cool shit. You Thanks got Spotify me. Spotify doesn't know. Yeah, got me. <laughs> it tells you all the hits. You know, it's a thing, but hey, I'm not going to brag about it. That's all you seem to do is brag about iTunes for some reason. <laughs> don't call me out on it Ian I call you out on everything man alright Whatever. I think we're done talking about that see we have to run through some of these because we have so much shit to go over so that was Righteous Vendetta Cursed is the album and they are on Century Media two more we've got the first EP here Soft Spoken with Pathways on We Are Triumphant it's five tracks it's 18 minutes and it's straight up post hardcore. I checked them out as well. They are a three piece band on top of that. Oh. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. You know, I'm a mark for post hardcore. So I enjoyed this. They had the high clean vocals. Now, inevitably, it will bring comparisons to Kellen of Sleeping with Sirens or Vic from Pierce the Veil. But I think there's enough of a difference in the bands to enjoy this. Like this reminded me a little bit of earlier Sleeping with Sirens that were a little bit heavier. Mm -hmm. So there are some unclean vocals that are scattered throughout, but it's melodic. I think the tone is also certainly darker than anything Sleeping with Sirens would do. But that was probably the first thing I noticed was it's going to get comparisons to those bands. But I like this a lot more. Yeah. Um, I enjoyed this EP a lot. And it's like you said, it's like a darker kind of Sleeping with Sirens, but at the same time, I don't want to compare them to Sleeping with Sirens because this is really good. You know what I mean? I just know it's going to happen, though. No, you're right. It, it is true. And, you know, they do have that vibe sometimes, but, man, every song on this EP, really good. And if I'm not mistaken, because it doesn't say featuring on the track, I'm pretty sure on the song I Feel Fire, mm -hmm. um, they have featuring Rory Rodriguez from Dayseeker. Oh, that might make sense. I know, yeah, I'm I'm almost 100% sure that that was him, but I don't know because it doesn't say, like, you know, featuring this person, but I really do believe I heard him, and that was actually my favorite track. Yeah, I was planning on I playing that fire. track, too. But every song is really, really good. I really enjoyed the CP. Yeah, and it's a quick one, too, so I think people should listen to it. So let's try out I Feel Fire. I think it's good stuff. I completely agree. There's really not a whole lot to say because it's only five tracks. So 
I think we move on. But because I believe this is their debut EP, it's once again another band that I'm going to be looking out for new music from them. Yep, same here. All right, that's Soft Spoken, Pathways EP on We Are Triumphant. Last one here, guys. It's a band that you might not think we would actually cover on the show. Their name is Edge of Paradise. It's their Alive EP, and they are on ILS slash Universal slash Pure Steel Records. So right off the bat, I'm going to say this is more on that symphonic fantasy metal or fantasy hard rock, which I don't think we cover that much on the show for sure. No. And they have a female lead singer named Margarita Monet. And I like the (laughs) dynamics of this band a lot. But I think you have to have the taste for this style of music to really get enjoyment out of it. Look, man, I'm going to be quick with this one. I didn't enjoy this at all. I listened to it and I was just like, I can't do this. I understand, man. It's not me. It's just not for me. And And you even just said it. Like, it's good if you have the taste for this. And, look, and I guess I don't. Yeah. I couldn't enjoy it. I enjoy it. It's just one of those genres Uh-oh. that I'm fine with. Like, I don't care what your opinion is on it. Like, it's fine. Like, I understand that this may not be in the genres that we're talking about normally on the show. But I think metal is covered, and this is symphonic metal, and I think there are plenty of good bands. And this is just one that I happen to like as well because there's a female vocalist. So it's something that appeals to me because that's the kind of style that I also enjoy. Right. So why don't we play a little bit of Dust to Dust. Hit it. So like I said, it is an acquired taste, so I'm not expecting everyone to enjoy this style of music. I just happen to from time to time, and this band has stood out to me as something a little bit different in that genre as well. So I think they're very talented musically, and this is kind of the direction that they go in because this is a style of music that they do. Yep, pretty much. I mean, you nailed it on the head. Thank you, sir. So we'll end it there because we've been doing tons and tons of stuff and i'm talking over jackson and he's talking over me from time to time so let's end this part here and that was edge of paradise with their ep alive on ils slash universal slash pure steel records all right jackson we made it through all of those albums damn (laughs) damn it's time for concert reviews Kiss your ass, since you get a good review in your magazine. But well, you're mistaken, my friend. Take a self-righteous pose and wanna be right or candy ass pencil. Shove it up your ass! Shove it up your ass, you punk! Shove it up your ass, Jeremy! Shove it up your ass! So review that, Einstein! Alright, Jackson. So I believe I'm the one who went to the show this week, right? Yes, you are, good sir. We had mentioned it on the show last week, but I got to go 
to the American Nightmare Tour. It was Beartooth, Under Oath, and Bring Me the Horizon. So let's start off with the <laughs> at least the first starting bad part of the concert because you know something's always got to happen, right? Okay, okay. So this was in Lowell, Massachusetts. So me and my buddy showed up, you know, two hours or so before the show, and we got dinner. And we said, okay, we'll get dinner, we'll get some drinks, and then we'll head over. So we went over like 45 minutes early or so. When we got there, there were still thousands of people in line. So as we're waiting in line, we realize, oh shit, it's getting to 7 o'clock, so Beartooth is supposed to be going on. So as we're waiting in line and 7 o'clock pass, we start hearing Beartooth in there. And we're like, what the fuck? How did they not let everyone in? So by the time we got in, we missed half of Beartooth's set. Okay, now that's fucked up. <laughs> I've just only been to shows where this has happened in very, very rare circumstances. So it was just kind of strange to me. Plus, the way I thought about it was I thought Beartooth plays for 45 minutes. Undero plays for an hour, and Bring Me the Rise and plays for an hour and a half. That's what I thought. But instead, Beartooth played for 30 minutes. So I got to catch the last 15. Now, I've seen Beartooth a bunch of times, so it's not really the worst thing. But still, you would expect that the venue would open up in time for everyone to get in the show who's in line. I'm not saying I showed up at 7 o'clock and expected just to walk in the door. It was still there 45 right. minutes early. That should be enough time. It is. <laughs> Unfortunately, that has nothing to do with the performances. Beartooth did great like they always do. So I'm not worried about that or anything. Unfortunately, I missed 15 minutes of it. That ended up being half of their set. Well, I was going to ask you, who were you most excited to see out of the whole thing? I was the most excited to see Under Oath just because it's been so long since I've seen them live. Okay. See, I really wanted to know that because that would really suck if you said, well, I wanted to see Beartooth the most. I would have been like, damn. Oh, for sure. No, absolutely. But I have seen Beartooth many times, so not too worried about that. It just would have been nice okay. to see, you know, for what I paid for, you know? <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> That's very understandable. So then Under Oath comes on, and man, they just fucking rocked it. They just really did. It's been a while since I've seen them, you know, and I would play the sound effect, but all of our sounds are off today. So it has been a while since I've seen Under Oath live. It's been a while. And thank you. And holy shit, man, Spencer's voice and Aaron's voice, like none of them have missed a step whatsoever. Damn. It was so good. Spencer was so awesome changing in and out of the clean and unclean vocals. And you can tell they just love what they do. And they asked one time in the crowd, they said, you know, who's never seen Under Oath Live? It was a staggering amount of people who had never seen Under Oath Live. Really? Staggering. Probably like 75% or above. Oh, shit. That was probably a crowd that went to see Beartooth and Bring Me the Horizon. And by the way, I find it like still very weird that after Beartooth, you said, okay, so now Under Oath came on. Right. Like It's like, man, that should be the headlining band. This is fucking Under Oath we're talking about. Yeah, but you know how it is with some bands in the scene. Politics. For sure. But yeah, I would say Under Oath should be headlining as well, but... I still like Bring Me the Horizon as well, and they are the most of popular course. band there is probably right now. So That's okay. I love Bring Me the Horizon. Yeah, it's fine. So once again, Spencer and the guys, they killed it. They played, you know, all back catalog stuff and, and went through and just did a great job. Now they played for about 
I want to say 45 minutes to 50 minutes, maybe. Huh. Then Bring Me the Horizon comes on. Now, as soon as they come on, now they have an elaborate set. Like, Beartooth had a flag. Under Oath had a flag. Bring Me the Horizon has a huge humongous LCD TV thing, you know, screen in the back. Plus, there are two levels on theirs as well. That divider of the levels also has an LCD screen on top of that. So they've got their shit locked down. They know what they're doing. They're putting on a show. Now, I've seen right. Bring Me the Horizon recently as well. Yeah, they are definitely rock stars. So I knew kind of where they were going with directions and everything. But as soon as they started with That's the Spirit, I knew something was different because Ollie's mic was turned down and he wasn't doing that much. Really? Yeah, man. So not only was his mic turned down for sure, but then also he wasn't screaming as much and they had a backup vocalist on the keys as well. Plus, Bring Me the Horizon at the point right now where they barely have to sing. They're like Taking Back Sunday type thing where the crowd just sings so loud that you can barely hear him anyways. Mm-hmm. So it turns out probably around halfway through the set or so, Ollie says, hey, I'm really sick, but I appreciate that everyone's singing along and we wanted to give you a show and all that kind of stuff. So that totally made sense. I think if we had seen them on a different night, it would have been different, obviously. But it was kind of like, oh, damn, that kind of sucks to have to see it on that night. Because I don't go to the shows to hear the crowd sing. And that's what he was doing most of the time was he would sing a few words and then he'd put the mic out to everyone. Right. But they went through the catalog, you know, of recent albums. You know, the only thing they did from old albums was Chelsea Smile. It always goes over really well, for sure. But I think the biggest pop of the night probably came from Throne, which I was a little surprised about. But they played House of Wolves as well, you know, which makes me happy right there. I'm completely fine because I don't think they played that last time that I saw them live. And they did two encores, which is annoying. But they ended with Drown. <laughs> they ended with Drown. Why is that annoying? It's because why are they leaving the stage? Just play the tracks. Yeah, I guess you're right. That's the only thing. It's not that I don't want more songs. I do want more songs. But I also, I don't understand. Like, unless you're going to play something like an interlude or whatever, that makes sense. But why take the time to leave the stage and then come back to play music? Like, why not just stay and play the music? In a perfect world, Ian. In a perfect world, you are correct, Jackson. <laughs> so, yeah, they, they played for probably an hour. Which I think was a little less than I, obviously, each band played less than I expected. But it was a great show. So I'm just telling you the honest way that I look at things. Because especially when I focus on vocals a lot, I could tell that Ollie was sick or there was something wrong. Because I think he does way more unclean vocals and does way more singing when he's on a normal tour. I've never seen them live, so I cannot back that statement up. I've never heard Ollie live. Hopefully one day you will. Hopefully. If that was Bring Me the Horizon on a bad day, then, you know, it, it's not a bad thing. It's still someone <laughs> you would want to go see. That's all I'm saying. You definitely want to go see. I'm just telling you the experience for what it was. But it was still great to see Bring Me the Horizon live. You know, even hearing the crowd sing, it doesn't matter. That's always going to happen in a way. But they were still performing and still put on a great show. You just know that if that's the lower level, that you can even have an even more amazing show. That's the best thing you can say about a band. 
<laughs> Even on a shitty night, they're fucking amazing. They're rock stars. You know it. Yep. All right, so next, obviously, Jackson and I have So What coming up this weekend. And by the time this is recorded, I will also have gone to see Enter Shikari and Being as an Ocean. That's going to be a sick show. So we should be talking about that next week as well. Yep. And also, I just actually got tickets, VIP tickets, and this time I actually got Ooh. them in advance <laughs> to the Ice Nine Kills, uh, Chelsea Grin, Gideon, Enterprise Earth show. That's going to be cool. Very cool, man. And that's on the 31st. Well, I look forward to hearing about that. Yes, sir. So not only do we have, obviously, the Warp Tour announcement that we'll be talking about next week, we also have Between the Buried and Me, they're going to do their Colors 10th Anniversary Tour. We also have Friends of the Show, Everyone Dies in Utah, and another, now this is a tour of all Friends of the Show that are coming nowhere near me, and it is Famous Last Words, Convictions, and The Funeral Portrait. I am so pissed about that. Like, seriously, that is an amazing lineup. Yeah. How dare they not go to Dallas? Everybody goes to Dallas. <laughs> well, they're not coming near you. They're not coming near me. <sighs> we'll cry together. It's on purpose. And then another... Like, oh, man, if we go there, they're going to review us on that show. Yeah, and really enjoy it and tell everyone to go see him. <laughs> Damn, Ian hates music. Damn them. So a few other ones. We've got Taking Back Sunday with Every Time I Die. And modern chemistry. That's a weird one. I would say, obviously, yeah, that's a weird lineup. go see Every Time I Die. But once again, Taking Back Sunday, they don't sing their songs. Adam just swings right. the mic. He swings the mic around. And then the crowd sings the song. Now, maybe because their new music isn't anywhere near as good as their old stuff, maybe no one will know the lyrics of those and he'll have to actually sing them. <laughs> Probably how it's going to happen. They're going. But... I would recommend going to see Every Time I Die because also Jackson and I are hopefully going to see Every Time I Die at So What. And that is actually going to be my first time seeing them too. Exactly. I remember you saying that last week. Uh, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> then uh-huh. we've got Gideon and Invent Animate with Friends of the Show, Ghost Key. Super good. Exactly. And lastly, because I don't really want to give them any credit, but I'm probably still going to have to go to this show. It's Capture, and they are headlining with the bands My Enemy and I, Dayseeker, and Kingdom of Giants. Wow. So that is one where they are coming very close to me, so I'm probably going to have to go to the show. The unfortunate part is I don't want to give Capture any money, and I also don't want to stay for their set, but I might have to to tell everyone how bad it is. Well, the good news is, is that if you decide not to go, you can still see all the other bands and just leave when they come on. Yeah, and there are three great bands. There are three bands that I would yeah. definitely recommend people go see live. So that's why I'm going. Otherwise, I certainly wouldn't. It's a good lineup, minus Capture. Exactly. So that's it for tours. It's time for new songs. Let us run through these. I can't believe that we're still doing this right now. Let's uh, just mow through these, man. And we can, because only, only so many are worth spending a lot of time on, let's be honest. Well, let's start off right yeah. away. For some reason, we're playing Weezer with Feels Like Summer. <laughs> 
All right, that's enough of that. <laughs> the only quick thing I want to say about that is, first of all, it sounds like new Fallout Boy. So obviously yeah. Weezer is just doing whatever the fuck they want now, which is fine. You know, whatever. They don't even play El Scorcho live anymore. So fuck them. That's the way I look at it. I used to know groups of people back in like middle school or whatever who used to make fun of me because I used to listen to corn and heavier stuff while they listened to Weezer. And I just wonder, did they stick with Weezer throughout these years? And what are they thinking about what they are now? <laughs> that's, a, that's a good observation there, Mr. Ian. Because that's garbage. I mean, what I just played, even that little bit, it's terrible pop music. Yeah, and it really is. It seems like a carbon copy of the new Fallout Boy formula. I mean, it, it's just like it. As soon as I heard it, it was just like, it sounds like Fallout Boy. You know, I would recommend you guys don't listen to it, but if you want to see what the rest of the track is, you're welcome to. Moving on. Moving on. Blink-182 with Parking Lot. They are releasing the deluxe edition of the album California, and it's going to be available May 9th. Basically, it has 11 more new tracks, plus like an acoustic track. So it's basically a new album. Right. Which is cool, I guess. So let's play a little bit of Parking Lot. Do it. California. <laughs> it's not a bad track. It sounds like old Blink. It's not bad. No, it's not bad at all. You know, minus Tom, obviously, but he's not coming back and everyone's got to get over that. Yeah, it's definitely one of their more heavier tracks off of their, you know, newer direction that they took with, with you know, the newest album. And it's like, it's like an aggressive Blink-182, but it's really good. And it makes you really excited for quote-unquote, 11 new tracks, basically a new album. All right, right. All right, moving on to Mastodon. Moving on. With Show Yourself, their new album, Emperor of Sand, is coming out March 31st on Relapse Records. Let's take a listen. All right, man, maybe I don't listen to Mastodon anymore, but I did not know that they sounded like that now. That's crap. I didn't like it. That's <laughs> all I got to say about that track. <laughs> yeah, it's a different style. To me, that sounded like Queens of the Stone Age. So if that's what you like, then Mastodon's new album's coming out. So enjoy. Yay. Yay. Zipping through these. All right. 
Next one. We've got Wage War with Stitch. Their new album is hopefully coming out sometime this year. I think this is the track I talked about when I went to see them live. I think they played this live. So let's take a listen. Come on, man. What are we going to say? Something bad about Wage War? That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it's impossible. The track is amazing. Oh, my God. It's so, like, catchy. It's just You're lucky you got to see it live, because I can only really imagine that song live. Yeah, I mean, people have to listen to it for it to really catch on, obviously. But Wage War is that next big band. They're getting chosen to play all the big tours. They're playing with A Day to Remember at their hometown show. Like They're just the band now. You know? Yeah, and respectfully so. I, I, you know, they're a really good band. Yeah, I really hope this album's awesome. Oh, I'm sure it is. So next up, we have the band Restless Streets with a little more us. Now, some of you might remember we spoke of them probably a couple months ago, maybe even earlier than that. But they are the band that made that track called In Vogue that was trashing the record label. You know, besides the content, the song wasn't too bad, but this is a lot different. So let's take a listen. So there are no unclean vocals in that track, and it seems very poppy. Yeah, uh, I I didn't enjoy it, and I really didn't like how they had an issue with Invogue because I know that Invogue is a great label with a great group of guys who really support their bands. Oh sure, you know, but the song was actually pretty good. But then, like, when they go from that to this, plus trashing a really good label, it's like, man, it, you know, it's just you just it just leaves a bad taste in your mouth, you know. If this was what their original album sounded like, which I know it's not, so they must be trying to capture something here, but this is so different from their previous music. If this is what their original album had sounded like, I would understand them only selling, what, was it like 200 records or something like that? (laughs) Yeah, in like a span of a year, or like four years, I think. Yeah, because this is not good. Whatever they're doing right no. now, they should stay away from. I mean, maybe they're trying to appeal to a completely different demographic. If that's what they're doing, that's fine. But it's very rare for someone to like that original In Vogue song that they made and then like this. Yeah, I completely agree. It's just not 
going to be very appealing to people, especially if you support In Vogue. You know what I mean? For sure. All right, let's move on. We've got the band Jinx, J-Y-N-X, with Obsessive Convulsive. And Ty found this band because he dislikes them immensely and says that they're (laughs) a mock version of Siler and that now so many bands in New York City want to be Siler so bad and it just doesn't happen for them. And he said that he has... I guess trolled one of the members so hard that they have actually blocked him on Facebook. That's so Ty. Yeah, so Ty, I got a question. Why are you doing that? Why are you even talking to them? Why are you that internet troll? Yeah, Ty, come on now. Come on now. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta love Ty. But look, everyone should be reading Ty's music blog. He just went to three awesome shows and wrote about it in his blog, so we'll have a link in the description of the episode so you can check it out. But it's just funny that he was trolling someone and they blocked him. (laughs) So let's play a little bit of Jinx with Obsessive Convulsive. By the way, you see what they did there? Uh... Uh... Yeah, wait till you hear the song. Here it comes. Uh, I couldn't take too much more of that. Oh, gosh. Come on, man. Don't tell me you like that. No. I No, I didn't like it. I, I mean, to me, the only possibly positive part of the song was I thought the chorus was a little catchy. And that was like, that's the only good thing I could say about this song. It was just a bad song. I, I didn't enjoy it. Okay. Well, let me read that amazing chorus to you just so you know the lyrics, right? Oh, no, no, no. I don't want to go deep into these lyrics because I, I know they're baby you are the reason that i keep myself alive stay with me because my mind is numb and i can't stop shaking stay with me there's just so much to say but i can't get it out please don't leave because my mind is numb and i can't stop shaking don't give up on me because i'm obsessive convulsive when you put it like that i'm just saying plus i think what was pretty (laughs) funny too is in the music video they have a black light in a room, so they've got their like fucking day glow kind of clothes on or whatever. And then the they cut to the lead singer screaming the entire time at this hot chick who's sitting in a chair. So just imagine that chorus being screamed at this poor girl. And I think <laughs> what was probably supposed to happen is she was probably supposed to stare blankly at him the entire time, but because he's screaming, stay with me, at her face, she has to close her eyes most of the time. And I don't think she was supposed to. But I guarantee that they were just like, okay, we can't do any more cuts. Like, we just have to take it the way it is. (laughs) Oh, yeah. That's just how I think of things, you know? Yeah, you're, you're that guy that observes the tiny things. Well, the girl was the only good part of the music video. She was hot. She was very healthy looking. Yes, she was an attractive woman. You say healthy looking? <laughs> she, 
she wasn't but fat. Like my respective way of saying <laughs> that a girl is hot. Oh, I don't I, know. That's just how I've always said it. Where it's like, yeah, she uh, she looks healthy. Oh, see, normally you know that normally means you're calling someone healthy instead of fat. Uh, no, no, that's not what I meant. Okay, no, just let just letting people know. I didn't want people to think that it was a fat girl all tied up in a chair to listen to this guy scream at her. <laughs> it would have been fine for some people who are into that. That's cool. Oh shit. Oh shit. On to the next one. We've got Crisis AD with Tunnel Vision. Their EP Perspective is coming soon. So let's check it out. I really enjoyed the unclean vocals in that. Same here. Really good track. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I'm looking forward to this EP, but I don't think we have much to say other than that. Yeah, it's just a, it's just a fun song to hear. Yeah, it, you know, it, it's a good song. You know, it's got a lot of it's got a lot more positives than negatives. You know, there's not much to go into it. It's a it's a good hardcore song. Yeah, check them out. Crisis AD, Tunnel Vision. I'm sure we'll talk about the EP when it comes out as well. Yep. All right, next one we've got. North Lane with Citizen. I really like this a lot. I thought this was a better direction than the first single that they put out a little while back called Intuition. Yeah, same here. And to be honest, yes, I did like this track more, but I'm just still not sold on Northlane. I, I don't know what it is. Like, I feel like they're making good music, but I just can't attach myself to it. I guess we'll have to see as more tracks come out, but I like that track. Yeah, it's it's a solid track. I I just hope that the album just does something that changes my mind completely, you know, into jumping on the Northlane train. I can understand that. Next up, we've got the second single from Kingdom of Giants. It's called Runaway. Their new album, All the Hell You've Got to Spare, comes out on In Vogue Records on May 5th. Let's take a listen.
Really good track, man. No, I completely agree. This song and then last song they released was Damaged Goods, which I thought was good. Now, for them to top it just a couple weeks later, I am super excited for this album. I really do think this is going to be the album that sells me on Kingdom of Giants. This is why I've got to see them live, you know? Oh, yeah. Great show live. Uh, I actually saw them not too long ago with, mm-hmm. with Darkness Divided, it was. Yeah, good yeah. show. They, they, they really do know how to bring it. All right. Next up, we have Dead! Exclamation point. So maybe I should say Dead! <laughs> and the song is called Enough, Enough, Enough. They are a new band from the UK who are signed to Rise Records. And I think you're going to hear some influences that you know I'm a fan of. So let's play a little bit. So I'm sure it's been said many times, but I hear British My Chemical Romance. Yeah, I guess it's not a bad song, but it really is a British My Chemical Romance, man. There's no other way to put it. It's awesome for me, though. I'll be looking forward to other stuff they have. I mean, I could have seen this as a B-side on that conventional weapons that MCR put out as their last thing. I could have easily seen this track as one of those. So yeah, for sure... I wonder if the rest of their new album will be like this or if this is just kind of a one-off. You know what? I'm not sure. We'll see. Well, I know you're not sure. There's no new album yet. (laughs) Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. Next up, we've got the next single from Falling in Reverse. It's called Broken. Their new album, Coming Home, comes out on April 7th. Let's play a little bit. Yeah, man. Yeah. Another great single from Falling in Reverse. Who would have thought? This is another badass single, and I'm really looking forward to this album. It looks like it's on its way to being my favorite Falling in Reverse album. I'm super excited for it. Yeah, man. I can't get away from hearing the tone of a 30 Seconds to Mars album on it, but it's different enough Mm -hmm. with what Ronnie's doing with his vocals and... But there's just something about right. it. It screams 30 Seconds to Mars. I don't know why, though. I understand. I see it. It's just the way it is. But hey, we don't have that much longer to wait till April. Nope. All right. 
Last track here, we've got Gideon with Champions. Their new album, Cold, comes out on May 12th on Equal Vision Records. Here we go. Heavy song, man. Yeah. It might be my favorite track of all the ones we've talked about, actually. Wow. It is not mine, yeah, but that is it. not saying that it's a bad one. It's just for this one, at least for me, you know, we just played the seeing red part, but mm-hmm. most of the lyrics are more positive and about, you know, you know, using your time and your life and going and striving for something. But the lyrics are kind of cliche, and that's why it's a little bit tougher for me to get into it. They can be. I understand that. But man, it's just so good and heavy that it's sure. just it's just so fun. Like this is one that I'll be jamming in my car for sure. And I cannot wait to see it live. No, absolutely. All right, Jackson. We made it through all those tracks. Record time. Hopefully. It is time to move on to breakdown from the past. What do you got this week? This week, I got a band called Sinners to Saints. They released an album in 2013 called The Greatest of These, and that is the only thing they ever released. It is a full-length album. That's all they got, man. Um, this was a band that I used to jam that I really enjoyed listening to, but you know, it was really saddened when I heard that they're just not doing anything anymore. And I, At least I got an album and not just an EP out of it, so right. you know, I'm grateful for that. But if I'm going to recommend a track to anybody, I'd start from the very beginning of Life Like Statues. Really heavy start, just a good song. All right, let's do it. I never said goodbye! I never said goodbye, Jackson. <laughs> it was good, man. It was good. I really you enjoyed. Like yeah, I really enjoyed the double bass during the chorus. Yeah, that, that's my favorite part, and that—that's actually why I picked that song because I know you're a huge mark for uh for the double bass. I you am. Know, even when that's the true. song is like at a clean part. Yep, it's very true. Very nice, man. Good pick. 
I'm gonna have to listen to them. Thank you. Some more because I've never heard of them before. Yeah, they they didn't make it big, man. I don't even remember how I found them. Actually, I always you know I'm bragging about iTunes and stuff, but I actually found them when I used to be a a Spotify user. You know, I got oh, lost. Oh yeah. Uh, as most music fans tend to do, we get lost in the related band section. Yep. And that was one of them, and I was like, cool. Just found a new band I like, but they never put anything out again. Right, right. Very nice, though, man. Very nice. Thank you. I, too, am going from a band from the related artists in Spotify. Uh-oh. And this band has a couple of releases, and their name is called Secret Lives of the Freemasons. I feel like I've heard that name before. It sounds familiar. Well, you might know of the Freemasons. That's a possibility. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> Look, I don't know what I don't know what secret groups you might be a member of. I don't know. Well, you'll find out when you get down here. Oh, jeez. Uh-oh. That sounded more like a threat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I'm not scary. Come on. It's true. It's true. I'm way too small to scare you. That's true. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> well, look, this band was post-hardcore emo, you know, that timeline thing. They were pretty much active between 2003 and 2008, so that makes perfect sense, obviously. I'm just going to play a sample yep. of a track called Chug and Leave. Yeah, they're a fun band, and there's some stuff to get into. I mean, Chug and Leave from Weekend Warriors was on Victory Records as well, so they were a Victory band for a little bit, and I think they did a good job. So it's just one of those bands where you can check them out. I don't have a backstory for this one or anything. This is just one that I found on Spotify, but that's one of the points to break down from the past, right? Yep, that's exactly the point, just bringing back some bands that everyone forgot about. Exactly. All right, Jackson. Even with all these technical difficulties and everything else going on, we made it through the show. We pushed through all adversity, and that's what makes us the scene. We are the scene, that is for sure. We are. All right, man. Let's end the show. All right, Jackson. Do that whole quick plug thing. Thank you so much for listening to the show, everybody. We really do appreciate it. If you want to keep up with all our newest and latest stuff, we got Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. We're on everything. Please, if you can, rate us. We'll climb up the ranks, and then more people will get to hear us, and then all the fans can start talking about each, to each other about how much they love ENA's podcast. It's the best thing in the world. Just, if you can, rate us, leave a review, tell us if you like us, if you don't like us whatever but again just thank you for listening yes all the things that jackson said you can find in the links in the description of this episode two quick announcements there are two ian hates music conversation editions that are pretty recent that you can check out obviously you can go to 
iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music, SoundCloud, www.ianhates.com and find every single episode of Ian Hates Music and Ian Hates Music Conversation Edition all for free, all the time. Do what Jackson said. If you like the show, and please don't rate us on this particular show because it was very difficult, but we wanted to get something out for everyone. Go to iTunes and rate us five stars and leave a comment, review, whatever you want to call it. It really does help us out. So once again, we have a lot of stuff upcoming, way more Ian Hates Music Conversation Editions that I know you're going to love. Plus, Jackson and I once again are going to So What this weekend in Dallas. If you can come join us, do that. We'll be at the We Are Triumphant Showcase on Friday and then at the main show on Saturday and Sunday. The people at So What were so nice for inviting us out there. You guys should come hang out with us as well. It's going to be a great time. So thank you once again for listening. It is much appreciated. Jackson, do you have any final words for everyone? Nothing much. Just uh, can't wait to talk about So What on the next episode. It's going to be a good episode. Absolutely. And I will leave you the way I always do. Long days and pleasant nights. Thanks, everyone. So goodbye to So I'll